To quote Oliver Wendell Holmes, some people are so heavenly minded, they are of no earthly good. That was the temptation for the disciples to gaze at the heavens, to wait for the second coming and to forget their calling to live faithfully in this life as God's partners in saving the world, to forget their mission. We do that, I think, when we look for Jesus to suddenly magically solve all of our problems for us, or uh, we do it when we get so high-minded that we fail to, sh fail to share the gospel of love with God's earthly people. But there's a flip side to that too. On the flip side, we can be so earthly-minded that we're no heavenly good. Sometimes I think we Lutherans do such a good job of telling the world that God has come down to us that we lose sight of the fact that Jesus is not just one of us. And we forget to tell the world, maybe because we're a little too earthly-minded at times, that Jesus isn't just a prophet, just a healer, just a shepherd, but he's actually our priest and our king, the exalted one, the judge of heaven and earth, Jesus, the name above all names. And so Ascension Sunday points us in both directions. On Ascension Sunday, we get to pause and look up into heaven toward a God who is beyond us, a God who is beyond the created world, a God who is more than we can imagine or comprehend. And then, as we gaze in wonder, we hear the voices of heaven asking, why do you stand there looking toward heaven? And we hear Jesus' voice saying, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. Be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. The Reverend Philip Gully is a Quaker minister and a master storyteller. And he tells a tale about any Lutheran church that I have ever been a part of in my life. He's actually, when he tells it, talking about a Quaker church, but I, I'm gonna take the liberty of changing the narrative so that it's about abiding savior Lutheran church. And we'll say Glacier Falls, Kansas. Don't tell Gully that I changed his story. Every year, Gully says, the fine folk of Abiding Savior celebrate Jesus' ascendance into heaven with an emphasis on mission. Every single Ascension Sunday during worship, they set about their mission goals for the year. They decide on what their missional emphasis is going to be for the whole next 100, 365 days. A couple of years ago, during the worship service on Ascension Sunday, during the sermon time, the pastor asked the congregation, so how are we going to spread the word of salvation in Jesus Christ this year? A number of ideas were suggested. Dale Henshaw proposed printing Jesus Saves on the parish roof as a witness to people passing in airplanes. He was undeterred by the fact that nobody in Glacier Falls, Kansas had seen an airplane in years. 
Miss Bertha suggested that they might install a new vanity table in the women's restroom. She said this would be part of their commitment to show hospitality to strangers. It met with nods of approval from all of the ladies in the congregation. Then John Redburn stood up and offered up the idea of starting a Heavenly Hoops basketball team. He even had a prototype team uniform shirt planned out. It said Heavenly Hoops. It sported a picture of Jesus rising on a cloud to perform a perfect slam dunk. He said they could recruit members from all over town and hold practice on Wednesdays and games on Sunday evenings. Another suggestion was offered up by Hazel Brown, who thought that it would be nice to welcome new people to the neighborhood with a loaf of fresh bread, which she said they would put in a little basket, and then they would print out a scripture verse, one of the bread of life verses, on a little card and tuck it into each basket before it was delivered. She said the church members could make the deliveries in person as Christ's own welcome wagon. There was a lot of enthusiastic discussion. In the end, they decided for a new ladies vanity table and the Heavenly Hoops basketball team, which sounds eerily similar to many of the mission meetings we've had over the years when we thought if we just built a gymnasium on the South Lawn, all the youth of the world would come. Frankly, Lutherans are as a whole are not that great at mission. We don't like to talk about our faith. We're afraid we're going to seem pushy. We're not impassioned proclaimers. We are pragmatists and worker bees and doers. Reverend Gully shares another story. This time I'm going to call it Holy Trinity Lutheran Church. We're in the basement of a hundred-year-old church. I'd like you to imagine that. It's musty. It's filled with things from another era, perfectly good things that may come in handy someday. The evangelism team are sitting around a very old table discussing ideas for mission and outreach. Fred Miller has in front of him a sheaf of papers which he has crammed into a briefcase. When it's his turn to speak, he takes out a scrap of paper and proceeds to read an article from Ripley's Believe It or Not. A chicken swallowed a scrap of paper from a telephone book only to lay an egg with the name and phone number perfectly preserved in the yolk. When the farmer cracked open the egg, he saw the phone book entry on the yolk and he decided to call the phone number. It was for a lady in Illinois. The farmer went to meet her and they went, wound up getting married. Now, said Frank Miller, if that ain't the Lord working, I don't know what is. He was just getting warmed up though. He went on with his idea. He figured that they could get chickens to lay eggs with scripture verses in them and distribute the eggs for outreach to unbelievers. Scripture eggs, he called them. Think about it. He said, if you cracked open an egg for breakfast, and read, the wages of sin is death. You'd straighten up right quick. So Frank goes to a friend and he asks if he can borrow 10 chickens. He starts feeding them scripture verses. Jesus wept. 
the wages of sin is death. This is the day that the Lord has made. Now, at first, he only fed them one verse a day, but then he got ambitious and he started to feed them two verses each day. Finally, he got one of the hens to lay an egg. And with great anticipation, he cracked open that egg and looked down and on the yoke it said, this is the day Jesus left. We make it so hard. But Jesus says, start at home in Jerusalem. Start with your own family and friends at the supper table, at the ballpark. You know, that's easy. Start there. And the power of the Holy Spirit will be with you. Tell them what God means to you. Something about kindness or a sense of purpose in life or the grace that gets you through the pain. A little something about forgiveness, about love, about hope. Not everything, just, just a little something. And then Jesus says, move out into the neighborhood, into Judea. That's not so hard. I mean, we know our way around the neighborhood. We know our town and our region. We understand the people, they're our people. First Jerusalem home, then Jerusalem, whatever is familiar and known. And then he says, before you know it, you'll be my witnesses in Samaria too even Samaria, to those people who aren't like you, to who don't believe the same as you do. But don't worry about that right now. Just begin at home in Jerusalem and then move out into Judea and then Samaria will come. And finally, Jesus says, you'll be my witnesses to the ends of the earth where people don't believe in me at all. Yeah, to the ends of the earth. And so it 